butlerdental.net. From the Jeffro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, EMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Two. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, until well, just before noon. Coming up uh, toward the bottom of the hour, we will talk some Hawks with Scott Dockerman, who writes for The Athletic. Uh, Trent's play of the day, Circus Sports sponsors that. That comes your way at about 10 minutes or so uh, before the uh, before noon. Right now, Nick Oson, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. He joins us to talk some Cyclones. Nick, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on as we inch our way closer to game week. How are you? Really good. You know, I was just telling Trent a little bit ago, it officially feels like it's really that season. Kids are going back to school. You know, the other TV shows are starting to come back. Can officially taste football season here. Yeah, you really can. In fact, the weather's kind of had a little tinge of football in the uh, in the air as well, which uh, certainly no complaints uh, from me. Uh, a lot of ground to cover with you, Nick. Let's start, if you will, where we we asked you last week about you know potential injuries in training camp. Um, you alluded to it without coming out and saying, "Yep, there is one," um, and it turned out it was Jake's Remsburg, as we found out later in the week. What, what, if anything, can you tell us? It's, it's apparently day-to-day, but um, I, I'm not going to fall for this again with Iowa State when it comes to football because day-to-day can sometimes mean he's out for the year. Uh, what do we know about Remsburg and what his potential availability will be a week from Saturday? Yeah, so obviously I'm, I'm a little newer to this beat, certainly football. So people were kind of teaching me a little bit on my boards about that whole day-to-day sense. Uh, I get your point. It might not actually be day-to-day, but I certainly am far from thinking that he will be out for the year. I don't necessarily expect him to play week one. Uh, Just, you know, kind of from what I heard from people that were maybe around or just even the, the potential sense that I got from Coach Myers when he spoke with us last week. But I don't think it's necessarily going to be super long term. I think that it maybe looked worse than it potentially was for Remsburg when he did go down. Disappointing, obviously, for anyone. I know that he's dealt with injuries before, and he was having a really good fall camp. However, if you're going to look and kind of be an optimist and look at things, I actually put on my VIP board last night that somebody that's been really good, quite honestly, since the spring, and now has some extra responsibility and a role on his shoulders is Grant Triber. Uh, Coach Myers mentioned that Grant Triber has kind of slid in to take that spot since Remsburg went down. And I've quite honestly heard nothing but good things, not only from what I've asked, but I looked back at some quotes when we were in Dallas, and Matt Campbell actually called him the highlight of spring practice Mm. on the entire offense. So I think that there are a lot of positives there, injury withstanding, of course. Triber, big dude, six foot six, three hundred and fifteen pounds, a junior out of South Dakota. That'd be certainly good news if you can find a guy like that, plug him in, and give him a chance to play. I know another nugget that's been out there on your VIP boards, and that's about the running back spot. 
We talked about the freshmen that came in a year ago, saw a little bit of each of them. But Cartavius Norton, not a big name coming out on the recruiting circles, but boy, it feels like Iowa State. They maybe hit another home run here with Norton. Yeah, the more I've gone back and watched this tape and heard all this buzz, I'm honestly shocked he didn't have as much interest coming out of high school into the college ranks. I will say there is, unless something drastically changes in the next week and a half, two weeks, he will 100% have a major role in this offense. I still expect Brock to start. He is very good running back. He's worked for it, deserves it. I haven't really deviated from that. However, Norton will have a big role. And the question to me is kind of when that exactly will be put into focus. I think that he's the best pure rusher. I think that he'll essentially run through guys that are even bigger than him. I don't think he has an issue doing that. So maybe he's a short yardage. Maybe he's late in the game when you want to just grind down the defense. But Norton has impressed really since spring started, March or April. That has not slowed down. And then Eli Sanders, every time I kind of get a fall camp update, his name seems to be mentioned somewhere around there as well. So I don't think Campbell was kind of bluffing a few weeks ago when he said that I don't think he used the term running back by committee necessarily, but it won't shock me if there are three or four dudes getting getting touches and you know potentially catches as well. Every game, really, because this room is deep. I've got it as probably the deepest room on the offensive side of the ball for ISU. Because of that, what do you look at in the return game? Do either of those guys make sense? Any of those guys, either kick returner, punt returner, how would you kind of put them, I guess, in, into that mix? Yeah, I think Sanders is a guy that could make sense there. I think Noel has done a really nice job kind of from what I've seen and looking at some of the numbers. So I figure him to be in there. And then if you just want some of that breakneck speed, especially in the kick return game, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if the new wideout, Dimitri Stanley, had somewhat of a role in there as well. So I don't think necessarily return is going to feature a lot of those guys. But as you guys know, being around here a long time, They will have to earn some of their time on special teams as well, whether that's being front return guys or just straight-up gunners and coverage guys on the special teams unit. But there's a lot of confidence there, and and that's why I think I know what I've said about Deckers and the deep ball. I just feel like if Triber slips in well on the offensive line and if they can hold their spot, the offense really can surprise some people because I don't think there's necessarily a weak point, not necessarily star power everywhere, but legitimate depth and versatility and talent that can create a lot of issues in the Big 12 Conference. Which is remarkable when you factor in that they lose the uh, record record holder for basically every quarterback stat. Uh, they lose Charlie Kohler, Chase Allen, and, oh, by the way, Brees Hall, who we may see tonight on Monday Night Football, and this offense doesn't take a step backwards. That will be remarkable if they do. Um, so so a couple of uh, two-parter uh, on, on those freshmen. So Norton, it's, by the sounds of thing, you'd be surprised if there's a red shirt in his immediate future. I, and then another guy you talked about a lot uh, back in the spring and you know, leading up in the weeks, uh, we were just talking football for the sake of talking football because we love it, uh, and that's great gains. Um, so, where's gains and and Norton likely not going to see a red shirt in his future? Yeah, I'll go Norton first. I would be shell shocked if he got a red shirt at this point in the game. I mean, I trust what what I've heard and quite honestly, what I've seen uh, from him the limited time back in spring ball from Norton. So that would shock me and gains. I've still heard a lot of positives. The only, you know, maybe not so positive, which is not necessarily 
to say because it's expected with younger guys is I've learned kind of how complex this offense is, and I know that it takes a little time for some of these newer players to garner that. He's a player that I certainly expect to see the field, and I'd still be a little surprised to see him redshirt, but I was just looking at the wide receiver depth chart over the weekend, and the veterans go five or six deep if you include a guy like Jalen Knoll as one of those veterans that you know is going to be featured. So that's what I'm a little more interested to see. I heard a lot of good things about him first week of fall camp. I haven't heard quite as much recently, but I also haven't necessarily asked about him specifically per se. So I think there's a lot of depth there. Nothing would surprise me there. I just think you're maybe losing out on a lot of talent if you do that. But then again, that's extending his career as a cyclone potentially as well. Norton, I think something would really have to go wrong for him to be redshirted because I do think he's the best pure runner of the football on the entire team. Any further confirmation you can give us on the kicking and punting duties? I still have, have heard the best things about the true freshman. Yeah, still, yeah. Uh, Perkins, Perkins at punter, I just feel like with his, his boot, you know, it's going to be hard for someone to beat him out. And he's really one of the only names I've heard at that spot. So fairly confident there. If I had to pick a kicker, it would be Jace Gilbert. But to my knowledge, I last checked on that a few days ago, and that is still a battle. Won't surprise me if that, you know, really goes into at least next week, early in the game week, just to kind of get that solidified. But I think the young guys have kind of fulfilled what was expected of them so far in terms of not only filling their roles, but the talent and just the correct work ethic and attitude so far as well. I think you'll certainly see some not only new but younger faces in at least one of those spots right now, guys. Uh, you went in depth with uh, with Darian Porter, who's a position switch. He's, he's he's moving to the secondary at six foot four. I mean, I love tall corners, but six foot four is, <laughs> is it's, I mean, this is a big dude. Um, what was behind the move? Who suggested the move, Nick? As you went in depth and uh, and how's the transition gone? Yeah, so we spoke with him as a group last week. Really, really impressive kid. He kind of fits what you expect in this Matt Campbell regime, just doing whatever it takes to help the team. And that's kind of a quote right from him as well at the end. Porter, it sounds like that was generally a staff decision. He he didn't go too much into detail, but just the way it was kind of phrased by him and how he said, I just want to help the team in any way. I got the sense that was kind of a group decision From the staff, obviously the wide receiver room is deep, like I mentioned. And Porter had some experience playing DB in high school. Granted, it was a while ago, but it still makes sense. And I'm not surprised at all. I mean, the way that this DB group is, how close they are, they're one of the closest units on the team. They've really looked out for him since February or March when he made the switch. Putting in the extra time, film, footwork, he kind of went into detail with that last week. And as for how it's going... I put out my projections on the depth chart last week. I still figure Miles Purchase and likely TJ Tampa to get those top two spots at corner, at least just from a sheer talent and ceiling-wise projection. But Porter will 100% play. I think it's actually gone even smoother than some may have thought and anticipated. And he's a guy that I can promise will get playing time. And corners coach Matt Capone was not shy about saying, even if two guys don't get those top two spots, you can expect the three or four corners to play just about every game. 
you'll notice him out there right away at six foot four, wear number ten when he comes trotting out on the field on the defensive side. I think we're all going to say, "Oh, there he is." He'll be easy to spot. Speaking of that, what are you most looking forward to? Game one. What, what's a, a position group maybe that you just want to see all these names we've talked about all spring and summer long? Who's the position group you're most excited to see out there on the field in a little less than two weeks? Yeah, so I'll, I'll do briefly the easy one quarterback. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. I know that yeah. big shoes to fill. Yeah. I have been high on him, especially with the deep ball. I've said how he hasn't you know, necessarily been perfect every day at camp. That's to be expected. But an under-the-radar group that just kind of because of my playing days and who's gone from the program as well is tight end. That's a group that yeah. I don't think has gotten a ton of buzz. And do I think they'll put up the numbers of a Charlie Kohler? Maybe not. But I think the top three or four guys really can bring you something different, whether it's feeling the edge, helping in the run game, short to intermediate pass-catching abilities. Guys, I'm really excited to see that group with Easton Dean, Tyler Moore, Deshaun Hanneke, and, of course, I've mentioned Steve O'Clot. So I think that's going to be a blast. And it's a room that, if, if it gets going early in the season, I think can actually do some legitimate damage in conference play. Yeah, Klotz, you're the only guy that's brought him up. I'm anxious to see mm-hmm. uh, you know, if uh, what kind of playing time or, uh, he gets or, or earns uh, at some point this year. Nick Olson, uh, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. Jalen Knowles kind of flying under the radar this training camp. Don't I mean, he had a tremendous, just really good um, freshman campaign. We don't anticipate a step backwards. Um, seemingly, he's had a quiet camp, or uh, what can you tell us there yeah definitely what i'd say is definitely don't expect a step back i think i've kind of made a point of either asking about some of the new players or a guy like Klotz or others that just may not have been as expected but you can certainly anticipate another very good season from jay i can tell you that they are uh, looking very good at the wide receiver market and we go through, give us a depth piece, a guy a little bit deeper in that wide receiver room, a name that we maybe, well, haven't mentioned much. I think we've mentioned basically 105 guys on the roster at this point uh, in the year. But is there another name or two, well, an intriguing wide receiver to you? I think Sean Shaw. That's mm. a name that a lot of fans were asking about, honestly, early in this position for me. So I obviously didn't know a ton about him. But by everything I've gathered, he's healthy. He's had a strong camp, and even Mm -hmm. if he's not in that top two or three guys, which he very well may be, he's someone that I put just outside of it on my projections over the last week, I think there are some quiet expectations there because I know he's been here for a long time. Sounds like he's healthy, and with his size and work ethic, I think he is a piece, a depth piece like you said, but a piece that can bring something to the table, especially on those second, third downs when you just need a grab to pick up the chain. Well, he certainly got the height. I mean, there was a time that uh, Iowa State's roster was dotted with six foot six guys yeah, right. uh, that could catch the football. <laughs> Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports. Nick, what have you got coming up this week? Uh, anything you'd like to uh, promote before we let you go? Yeah, thank you. So, actually, the podcast is back up and running, so that came out today. I'll be doing a fall camp competitions breakdown probably by tomorrow from what I'm hearing on some of those main spots, and then 
a little bit more of basketball before we really dive into football. So it's going to be another busy week. I'm excited, guys. Uh, your your Twitter followers have basically doubled since you got here, but we got to get you to that 5,000 by opening week at the real Nick Osen, O S E N, at the real Nick Osen. Cyclone fans, he's a good follower. He works his tail off. Cyclonealert.com uh, on Twitter, at the real Nick Osen. Nick, have a good week. Appreciate what you do. We'll talk to you next Monday, if not before. Thank you, Nick. You guys are the best. Thank you. Yep. Good to talk to you, Nick Osen, on Iowa State. All right. Good stuff, Mr. Cyclone Alert VIP. Yes. You, you bought this subscription. Well, it was worth it. Absolutely is. Good for you. I'm glad yes. you did. And uh, you, you said it, Nick. He works his tail yep. off. He, he's doing a really good job. He's got a podcast going. He's he's doing everything there and keeping those subscribers happy over at Cyclone Alert. Indeed, he is. All right, Scott Dockerman coming up next. Uh, we'll talk to Doc. A lot of ground to cover with him. Of course, he uh, was all over and is is one of the athletics go to guys when it came to this media right stuff. Yes, uh, but um, we haven't spoken with him since I think it did it break out Tuesday morning. I think it did. No, it was Thursday, wasn't it? Is that late in the week? It was Thursday. Well, we haven't spoken to Doc. We'll we we'll pick his brain on that. What may come? It sounds as though that um, well, Kevin Warren's on HBO tomorrow night. Yes. So it's real. It's um, um, hard knocks mm-hmm. uh, at eight or at nine. I think it's at nine. And then, anyways, real sports. Uh, their uh, um, unveiling of their latest episode, and Kevin Warren is the focal point of it. And uh, Brian Gumble and he sit down, and sure sounds as though they're going to twenty. So you say. We have our Wednesday open pretty well set already. Yes. Yes, I think we do. I think (laughs) think we we probably do. And did you see the uh, news today from Brett McMurphy of the Action Network, longtime reporter? He's been everywhere. Oregon is in talks right now in Chicago with some Big Ten members. Kevin Warren is not among them, but preliminary discussions with people from Oregon and the Big Ten. Oh, this is not... If you're a fan of the Pac-12, this is the last thing you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Right. Combined with what Kevin Warren is going to say on mm-hmm. Real Sports tomorrow night, Ugh. Kevin Warren's not there. No, this is the school president of Oregon's not there. Mm-hmm. Is it a couple of low-level ads that are you know associate ads? That is are... Phil Knight there? Well, that's the question, right? <laughs> right? Because or somebody representing him? You know, one thing that I've thought about, and I haven't brought this up to you on air, is. You remember when Jerry Jones got in a huge fight with the NFL about Pepsi? Yes, I do. They, they went against the, the, uh, the league brand. Yes, right. it was Coca-Cola. Yep. And it was league-wide. He said, no, this is my team. I can yep. do what I want. And he did. What if the Big Ten says, the Big Ten, we're all Nike now. Sorry, Adidas. Wisconsin, I know you got your deal. Sorry, Under Armour in Maryland. Yeah. But we are now Nike because Nike is paying us. Da, da, da. Here comes the ducks along with it, but well, that's all right. Something to that's I, I interesting, yeah. Just something to keep another layer to it. Yes, there's another that could be another layer to it. This is awful news for the Pac-12. I didn't yeah. see that story, Trent. That's uh, news. Take to a me. look at McMurphy here during. The is break. it? Yeah. All right, it's eleven twenty-five. Miller and Connor. We'll talk to Scott Doctorman next. I'm sure Doc is aware of it. What does he think of uh, that news that Trent just informed us of? Uh, it's Des Moines Sports Station one 106- 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 6.3 KXNO. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers of DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to get $200 dollars in free bets instantly win or lose you can also place the same game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout you combine multiple bets into one big bet which team will win which team will score for first how many touchdowns so much more DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want we recommend you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use that promo code very important KXNO bet just five dollars on college football and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly again the code is KXNO and it's only a DraftKings Sportsbook where you must be 21 or older Iowa only one per new customer minimum is a five dollar deposit and wager your two hundred dollars will be issued as eight twenty five dollar free bets restrictions apply see terms at draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details if you have a gambling problem you can call one eight wherever you like to listen construction can give you a good life by giving you opportunities to be a part of a team that does real tangible things in your community for many of us it's that feeling of doing something with our hands and creating something from scratch and or giving back to a new home or a remodel project do you enjoy working with your hands do you enjoy providing for your community do you enjoy getting out there and doing a hard day's work and coming home and saying yeah i did that. Apply today. Wolfconstruction.net. Heart Media. Are you looking for a new dentist? Look no further than Fuller Associates Family Dentistry. They offer a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. Dr. Stephen Fuller would like to welcome Dr. Kelsey Edwards to the practice, the third generation of their family owned and operated small business. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines and a new location coming this summer in Altoona. Call and schedule an appointment at 515-266-3437 online full. Is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market. Especially when you hire Renner's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting... You can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. That's our thing. 
The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Welcome back. Just past 1130 Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Thank you for the heads up on the Brett McMurphy piece. Mm-hmm. At, uh, in Chicago, meeting with representatives Oregon is. Uh, preliminary discussions with the Big Ten to determine if the Ducks are compatible in that conference. Uh, Scott Dockerman joins us. We have not spoken with Doc uh, since the Big Ten media rights uh, became public. Doc, you've been uh, working on this for a long time. You, um, you know, shared with us what you could or what you knew while not reporting it because it wasn't official at the time. Boy, they made out, did they not, Scott Dockerman? A lot of money, a lot of money going to the schools and a lot of big windows for Big Ten football. So I think getting to, uh, I think the biggest part of this for me is three linear networks, three different time slots, all, you know, just prime viewing windows. I think that's what's really the big takeaway for me. Obviously ESPN is a factor in not getting on ESPN, but I don't think it's quite the death sentence that it would have been, say, even five years ago. Uh, because I think that uh, Fox has proven itself to be now a player, and uh, this, uh, and, and I don't think it'll be harmful once the playoff expansion happens, because then I think Fox will be a major bidder for that as well. Well, of course, the uh, biggest part of this for a lot of people is ESPN not being a part of it. On the football-only perspective, how big of a deal do you see this as something we speculated about a lot this summer, Doc? Your takeaway, no ESPN how big of a problem is that for the Big Ten as a whole? Uh, as I just mentioned, I don't think it's a death nail that it once was. ESPN is is clearly the worldwide leader when it comes to college football coverage and, and most sports coverage, but I don't think it's it's quite the issue that it once was five or ten years ago because uh, you know Fox has come a long way in college football coverage. Uh, ESPN doesn't necessarily dictate uh, the the top 25 results that it once kind of did with its late night shows. Uh, when you look at its CB, you know, college football live every day, that doesn't really have the impact that it once did. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think college game day is a big deal, but it's not the only big deal now. So, you know, I think fans have, you know, kind of been concerned about that part of it, but they don't shape public opinion, um, you know, almost <laughs> through a monopoly means that it once did. So I don't think this is that big of a deal. I think what's bigger deal is the fact that it can be now on three different networks, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in three different time slots. And I'm not sure that the ESPN thing is done, Doc. When you consider, apparently Kevin, not apparently Kevin Warren is going to be with Brian Gumble on uh, Real Sports tomorrow night. We've already seen some of the transcripts that uh, of that conversation. It sure sounds as though the doors open to more expansion. See that as teams from out west, uh, Oregon, as we just mentioned. Not sure if you were listening on hold or not, but they're in Chicago. Look, Kevin Warren's not involved. The uh, Oregon president Michael Schill, who oh by the way is leaving Oregon to become the president of Northwest. Uh, in the Big Ten, um, 
It, it sounds though they are searching for travel partners for UCLA and for USC. And what I read last week is that potentially would reopen an ESPN door as far as those late night Saturday windows. What do you make of the Oregon news and uh, how, uh, how much are you anticipating hearing from Kevin Warren tomorrow night on Real Sports? I think there's going to be, you know, some decent discussion about, you know, expansion moving forward. And uh, there has been already. I mean, I do know that there have been presidents that have pushed for Stanford and Cal significantly, actually, because they want to be associated with them in an academic way. However, there's been some pushback from other presidents, probably a majority of presidents, presidents I'm aware of on those two uh, campuses in particular, believing that they can already cooperate through the AAU, that they don't need to be under the conference umbrella uh, to be able to have that academic access. And, and then furthermore, that would just diminish their, their profit or their payout from the TV networks. Uh, Oregon and Washington are those that, you know, they're probably the most prominent of the remaining schools in in the in the Pac-10 or Pac well Pac-10 now Pac-12 whatever it's going to be, uh, but you know the, there are a lot of logistical hurdles there. And can Oregon and Washington bring in a similar amount of revenue that they would take away? Uh, will the networks pay for that? I, I don't know. That's that, those are some. This is all some really interesting discussions that I don't think that we have a handle on yet. Which route they're going to go? The only route that I think we're aware of is. If Notre Dame says yes, mm-hmm. they're going to be signed up that second. And I'm not sure that they're in a part where they're going to. If they get access to the playoff, mm-hmm. uh, do you see the numbers that they're going to bring in? Yes, $60 million is a far cry from, say, $100 million or whatever it gets to. But they think that they can make it up in alumni donations just because, you know, we want to stay independent, help us out. And if they do, maybe that number that that numbers kind of gets close to what they would get if they joined the Big Ten. Sorry, Trent. No, it makes a lot of sense, and I certainly buy it. Doc, uh, well, we are at camp time, and after last uh, a week from Saturday, you got your only uh, opportunity to see the team out there on the field. Another week of practice, and maybe the biggest news of last week, at least a picture of Keegan <laughs> Johnson back. What can you tell us on that front? He is just so important to this Iowa offense. <sighs> Well, as far as I'm aware, uh, he's not really, you know, in a full practice mode or scrimmage mode, but he is back and, and competing. I think that's really an important sign for this team. I mean, that they're a really depleted position group, and that's one that can be a difference-making position group. And, and so if he can get back on the field and compete and, and play, and I think the same thing with Brody Brecht, whenever that happens, I think that really changes the dynamic of that receiving core, uh, because I think they can, they can do things on the, you know, stretching the defense, putting up big plays, getting up down the field. I think those are really important players, but, you know, they haven't had a full camp yet either. So you don't know if they're going to be a little rusty when they get out there and, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, less than two weeks now to kick off. So, uh, you know, that's really the most significant part of this. I think, you know, some of the injuries that have taken place along the offensive line are, are significant. But uh, if they get back, I haven't heard anything to say that, you know, Mason Richmond's is a long-term type of situation. It's more of a day-to-day, week-to-week. So if that's the, if that's the case, then I think that this line unit will, will gel and, 
and they'll be able to run the ball and probably run it more effectively than they do against and gets their own defense in practice. I think it's about a week, Doc. It might have been last Monday morning, actually, since you uh, hit publish on your Spencer Petrus piece uh, at the Athletic. What was the feedback like, Doc? Was it as uh, as expected that uh, you know half of the fan base is just dead set against believing that this guy gives them any chance, and there's some that you know going to sit and wait and hope for the best? What was the feedback like? That's pretty much what it is, uh, Ken. Uh, it's, it's more of more of a matter of there are people that have that Spencer Petrus and Brian Ferentz have not earned any more benefit of the doubt that they want them out no matter what. And then there are people who are saying, "Well, okay, let's just kind of rally around the flag this time of year and let's just hope for the best." And uh, so, the, you know, the, the problem with this is that if Spencer Petrus doesn't complete a third and six pass, especially if a guy is open, then there will be booing. There'll be people yelling. There'll be people, you know, you know, get Brian out of there, get Spencer out of there, even though, well, these things happen. That That's not the best environment for anybody, but they've kind of created it themselves. It's just a matter of now can they elevate that? And, uh, you know, and how many Iowa fans are going to be the loud, whiny crybabies, even if he has a good game, and say, well, he... You know, he still missed this pass. He still that missed that. I remember in 2017, Nate Stanley's first road trip to, to Ames. He threw five touchdown passes, including the game winner in overtime. And there were people squawking because he didn't hit eight. And you know, that's the kind of stuff that they just gotta. You, you gotta just shut the you know eardrums on because they drive you crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be out there, no doubt about it. Scott Dockerman joining us from the Athletic. Doc, uh, a football question on the defensive side of the football that I've been pondering here a little bit lately. We know Justin Jacobs is an incredible talent. He's going to be on the field a whole lot, which means more than likely not going to have as much cash out there if they're playing three linebackers. If that's the case, and you got a guy that they're very excited about in Cooper DeGene, Mm -hmm. do we see DeGene more at cornerback this season, a little bit more than maybe people anticipate? If it plays out in that direction and they're going with three linebackers, say, 80-85% of the time. Do you need to find a role and maybe a little bit more cornerback work for Cooper? I, I don't think it'll be that high, Trent. Um, last year, or well, the last couple of years, it's been 25% three linebackers. Mm. I think, you know, in talking to Seth Wallace, what he is, uh, I talked to him about that exact same issue because if you really like Jacobs and you really like Gene, and I think they both do, I think they're both NFL-caliber players in the future, um, you want to get them out there as often as possible. So what they're going to try to do is limit some of the snaps of their interior linebackers, which may mean Jacobs could be seeing more time at will, like especially in pass, passing situations. It might be just two linebackers, Campbell and Jacobs, as opposed to Benson out there, uh, just to limit some of their snaps and then try to get Campbell out of there when they can. And that uh, who knows how many, <laughs> how many snaps that will be. But, right. but uh, you know, that's really what you're about. Because I, I did ask, but I said, well, you know, when you're going against, say, Ohio State, and you got Jackson Smith and Jigma on the other side, and you're trying to match up, I mean, you're going to have to go cash the whole time. And, you know, and he didn't really want to get too specific, but he understood the, the, the situation. And the, the, there's just no... You're just going to have to be your best athletes on the field of that situation, and I think that's what we're going to see. And what I'm anxious to, to also check out is in the past, you know, you've had a money hooker and you've had Dane Belton who flipped back and played more of a safety role uh, than the catch. Uh, you know, this the, the one problem that Iowa has more than the other schools is once you get past your kids day practice and open availability that everything goes dark you're hearing everything under the table and that's really good 
Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. Scott Dockerman is our guest. Doc, uh, tight end, we don't have to go over the history. They're sending so many <laughs> to the league. Uh, Sam Laporta, it looks as though potentially that they might be used in a different, uh, they might be forced to use him uh, if indeed the, um, uh, if Keegan Johnson is a little bit behind, they might have to, you know, split him wide out um, periodically. Luke Lachey is a guy who's getting a ton of buzz. Is he, is he next in line, Doc, when it comes to, you know, the just um, rinse and repeat as far as the tight end position at Iowa. What's his ceiling? His ceiling is beyond much of what we've seen. <laughs> Darn it. You're losing Doc there. Yeah, Doc, we're losing you. But he has that incredible size that, that's really unusual. Um, it's 6'7", 250, can jump out of the gym, so he could do so many different things. Uh, that's really impressive. So I think he is, his uh, upside is beyond what we've seen at that position. Now, can he reach that? I don't know. I mean, you know, his dad was a, what, a three-time All-Pro, uh, you know, All-American lineman. So I think if he can continue to block and be more refined with his passing routes, he could be one of the better Big Ten tight ends this year. But I think Laporte is probably the best this year. And then maybe next year you'll see uh, – uh, you'll you'll see Lachey be you know a breakout performer nationally. So we saw, of course, during media day the uh, the poll that came out from from Ohio and the uh, Columbus Post Dispatch up there, Cleveland dot com for a number of years. Doc, where are you? Where? How would you break down the West? Uh, looking at it right now, I don't know if you voted in that poll, but break it down one through seven, Big Ten West. How you see it right now? Yeah, they don't let the athletic vote in it, uh, so I don't know how much I'll put into. Uh, <laughs> their poll in particular, but uh, I did vote in it when I was working for the Cedar Rapids Mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of funny. Um, Maybe it's because we've hired about five of their people, but (laughs) perhaps, uh, you know, uh, I think the the West, I think you've got good teams and you've got, and all of them have flaws. Mm -hmm. And I think you look at Iowa and Iowa has the best defense and I think has a lot of potential in the running game, but as we know, the passing game is flawed. It's we don't know how good it's going to be. There are, there are a lot of question marks with Minnesota as far as quarterback goes. Can they replace the offensive line? Their defense was good, not great. Uh, I think Wisconsin's defense can be very, very good again with great running game. And, and uh, a lot of question marks uh, at quarterback and wide receiver, kind of like Iowa. Uh, Nebraska always has question marks. I'm never going to pick them first until they actually prove mm-hmm. they can be there. And and then you know, look at Purdue and the passing game that they have. I think they're the most exciting team in the West, so some people want them to succeed. But um, can Charlie Jones or Tyrone Tracy be what Milton Wright or David Bell were? And mm. can they do you know have anybody on their defense to to provide what George Karloftis can? And I don't think so. So I I mean I would probably skew towards Iowa because I think Iowa and Wisconsin are the two best teams, and and Wisconsin has to come to Iowa City. But I think uh, all of them are going to probably get a loss in division and then, of course, out of division. So I, I think it could be coming down to the final weekend once again. Oh, Doc, I can't believe it's, it's, it's here. We're going to watch Illinois this week. We'll watch Northwestern and Nebraska this week. I'll throw three of those schools, obviously, on Iowa's schedule. We'll get a good look at, uh, at all of them. Scott, uh, what have you got coming up this week at, uh, at The Athletic? If anything you would like to promote, Doc, now is your opportunity, sir. Yeah, I, I'm writing about uh, Lucas Van Ness, who the players refer to as Hercules, and his body kind of gives that. He has that kind of physique, so I think that's. Uh, I think he could be the next great pass rusher. And then I spend most of my week uh, writing 
the oral history of BTN and that all appear mm. either late this week or early next week. So uh, that was, uh, <laughs> I, I spent so much time in that, I had to forfeit some of my brain power on Iowa. <laughs> so now I'm returning to the Iowa side of things. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at in the next uh, week to 10 days. A remarkable story of the BTN. Uh, it was mo- maybe the most wrong I've ever been in my career. I thought there's no way that the country's going to pay a Big Ten tax. Uh, if you're not in a Big Ten city, whoops, <laughs> swing and a miss. Doc, great stuff. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Appreciate you coming on and look forward to reading those pieces. Trent and I are both athletic subscribers. Thank you, Doc. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate yep, it. We do the same. Appreciate you coming on. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. What a story. What a success story. I thought Dave Revson, you were making a terrible mistake. What are you doing? What huh? are you? You're leaving ESPN? Your, your, your career arc at ESPN is still going up. Oh, pretty boy. good now, last 13 years. Oh, my years. gosh. I'll say. Good for him. Uh, we'll take a time out. Trent's play of the day is next. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Wolf Construction and Wolf Roofing are currently hiring. What makes Wolf Construction a better place to work is that when we think about developing the whole person is important, whether that person is a new carpenter labor on a job site or that person's a project accountant that works in the office. It doesn't matter who. It becomes more than just a job or a company you show up to. It becomes part of the Wolf family. Competitive pay, excellent benefits, and a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Apply today at Wolf Constructors. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Baker Mayfield named the starter with the Carolina Panthers. He's won the job. Somebody called in during the break about the Big Ten Network. Remember the commercials they played over and over and over the first year? Buffalo Wild Wings, yes. Barbasol. Yeah. And what was the one you reminded me of? The cheese dip? Rotel, where you Rotel. put the little salsa inside the yes. cheese. And, oh, look at that. You got nachos. <laughs> Those were the three. Those were that. I mean, I think the uh, the advertising businesses out there were, well, you know what? Prove it. Maybe we'll come yes. aboard. And, and they, they did prove it in a big, <laughs> yes. big way. Good for them. It's a great resource during football. I don't I mean, obviously, during, watch basketball games. Mm-hmm. Um, but football, there's, there's um, some of their daily shows that you yeah, know, get absolutely. my attention. Big Ten Today, I think it is. Did you uh, end up watching the Iowa football? On the, I couldn't find it on TV. I watched I it see. on my phone. I watched it on YouTube. I was the same thing. I, I looked a couple of times and never saw it mm-hmm. at least popping up when I was looking. So, yeah, watch it on YouTube. It is available. Just search right. BTN Bus Tour or something like that, Iowa. It'll pop up. It was them in Michigan. Right. They basically put the show together. So that's what you'll I'll see. I'll look for it today because I'd much rather watch it on TV as opposed right. to, you know, anyways. All right. So we've got a football game tonight. We do. It's the just is, have, you see, have you seen, is Brees Hall going to play at all? Do you know? I haven't seen. No. I hope he does. Oh, absolutely. would be surprised if he doesn't. They know what they have. I think they, they do. I think the NFL stud. is about to learn what they have, too, yes. for too long. A couple of those uh, clips that have come out of oh training camp. Bye-bye. He's just a monster, isn't he? He really is. Oh, what are you going to do? We're going to play that. 
Are you? We're going to the under. I played four unders this weekend. And did you hit any of them? I hit every one of them. Because it was overs dominated again, did they not? Or no. Certain? Since that 8-0 start on yeah. the overs, it has been 13-11 and 11 to the overs. I was going to say there was a bunch there of was. overs this weekend. So you gotta be you got to be choosy, and, and I was you choosing were. the right one. So <laughs> yeah. follow along with me again at Action Network. You can find my picks. It's just T. Condon. So what's the total? 38 and a half. All right. And then you can follow Trent's picks every day. Every day. And it's documented. And his monthly record is documented. Mm-hmm. And it's how do you find it? Uh, T. Condon. That's what you just. At the Action Network. Yep. Just search that and it'll pop up that way. Two baseball plays. Do you get anything from that, by the way? No. I just. I like to be very. I want people to see what is out there. Right. It's not, hey, you know, I'm hitting 60%. Right. 1-800. Right, right. Trent. No. You see what it is each and every day, and uh-huh. I put my golf picks up there. I've been watching those. It's also kind of easier just to track everything mm-hmm. that I have. Here's another fun thing. We talk about always shopping for the best price. Right. We talk about Circa. We talk about DraftKings. There's other properties out there, and yes, I have accounts in other places, believe it or not. But they tell you, shop for the best price. When you put in a pick... Right now. In fact, I'll do that right now. I'm going to flip, and I'm going to just grab the Jets, plus three and a half. It'll tell you all the different books that I have connected here, what's the best price. At DraftKings right now, you get three. At PointsBet, you get three and a half. At Circa, you get three and a half. It has everything listed there. So before you have to open every one of those apps, right. you can just go to one spot and, and actually it tells do it you which way. one do open. It's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, huh? it is good. It's so very it's an, good. A, another way to not just track what you're doing, but see... Right now, what is the best price out there? Uh-huh. And he can do that there. Circa, no surprise, best price in that three and a half. Uh, currently, if you would take the Jets. Uh, two baseball Cardinals, minus 160. Again, that one, same thing. I saw some minus 175s, minus mm-hmm. 170s at Circa. Mm-hmm. They're minus do 160. They, oh, they're Wrigley tonight. They are. And I figure you're probably going to be involved watching that one. Well, Buck and Aikman are on my TV, Ooh, Trent. Ooh, that's going to be a problem. And give me the Rangers, because I, I just, I hate my twins too much right now. <laughs> we're We're having... Issues, yeah, in the Condon household right now the with the Twins. Court to with the Twins, so I, you and the Twins. I, what did I ask before the year? Get me to August. There, you got there. They got. Yeah. Now you want more? Now I can't quit. Greedy Trent Condon. <laughs> All right, uh, Murph and Andy are coming up. Uh, they'll be the next local programming on your radio. They're here at one o'clock. The Fanatics. Ross Peterson is fishing again. Mm. It's good to be Ross Peterson. But the Fanatics, in some shape, form, or fashion, will be on the air today at 3 o'clock. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.